So our Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book, is currently out at bluerosemag.com. It is $19.99, so get your copy today as supplies are very limited and will be running out very soon. So if you haven't got your copy today, go to bluerosemag.com today. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazaska, and beside me, as always, Ben Durant. And we have, this is the first time we've ever done this. We usually do our episodes by ourselves. Sometimes we'll have Joel on afterwards to review it. But for the first time ever, we've got a guest on the show with us to actually talk about episode 28. We've got Francine, the lucid dream from the pink room. Hi, Francine. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks. I remember uh, we had you on, and, and you were telling us about the Twin Peaks, uh, Miss Twin Peaks event that was happening, I think, around in December. Yeah, you, that's when we talked. Yeah, when we yeah. talked. And you said you'd come back. You, you'd want to come back when we actually got to the episode of the Miss Twin Peaks. And here we are. We're yes. on that episode. And thank Finally. you. Thank you. Thanks for yeah, coming. Yeah, I'm so excited you had me back. You remember it. I'm so excited to get to watch this episode again and talk to you guys about it. Awesome. Yeah. So before we get into the episode, I remember in December that that event actually sold out, didn't it? The the Miss Twin Peaks event. Yeah. Well, actually, in December we had our X Files burlesque show, ah. and then the following month, at the end of January, we had the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, and it was the second year in a row it sold out. It sold out even earlier this year, wow. though. Um, it was like I think a week beforehand it was basically sold out. So uh, yeah, it was an amazing show, amazing attendance. The audience is always fantastic, and I won this year. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And and, <laughs> and what did you dress up as? Well, I sh- I should say I I didn't win. I should say Nadine Hurley won. Ah. Um, <laughs> so it was, uh, she's been competing for the past five years. Um, so I'm, I'm excited that awesome. she has finally has title. <laughs> And what's happening at the Pink Room right now? Are there any other upcoming events happening? Um, right now, I'm actually working on a big project. It's currently a secret, but I'll definitely share it with you guys when it's ready. Our next show is going to be at the famous Coney Island, USA, in uh, on July 30th. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's so great. that'll be a big show, and uh, I'll definitely be posting stuff about that on my website in the next month or so. Great. And when you're ready to talk more about your big uh, project, come back on the show, and we'd love to have you and talk about it. Yes, please. So episode 28, this is written by Barry Pullman. He's written four other episodes. Of related the- to... No, he's not related to anybody. Uh, I don't he's know not? He I don't know if he is, uh. actually. He might be. <laughs> We've had this discussion before. have to look before. that up. Yeah, we're going to have to look it up. Directed by Tim Hunter, an excellent director. This aired on June 10th, 1991. The rating is 6.7, and it's 59th place for the week. 59th place? Now, that's kind of... That's better. I mean, we've been in the 80s before. That's, so that's really good. good. Because it's up against nothing. Right. It's up against nothing. And so the the thing about this, too, is that this is really episode 28 and episode 29 combined together to be a movie. And I keep thinking Sunday night, but it was actually a Monday night Mm. on June 10th, 1991. So we're doing it. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're doing it as two separate episodes, but originally it was the movie of the week or something like that. Wow. The final two episodes. Wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense, the way it it just thematically, the way it kind of flows together. Yeah. And I think... think, uh, 
Tim Hunter did an excellent job kind of getting it ready for David Lynch to direct the next episode. And he, he would say, I think he said it in DVDs and stuff, that he tried to do it very clean. Like, he tried to be simplistic and not really do any crazy stuff. He didn't do a Diane Keaton where, yeah. where it was like always uh, fancy yep. uh, cinematography and editing and all that. He, he wanted to get it ready for David Lynch. So, but this episode yeah. does have, when we get to it, have... To me, it has a reference to something, but we'll get to that. All right, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. We'll get to that. So we got Leo. Yep, Leo's tied up, and he's right next to Major Briggs, and they're just... I love that it's like a, a wide shot, and it's just stuck there for a while, and it's just Leo looking around. Major Briggs is is out of it. Yeah, and it is it is also weird to have those two stuck together. I don't know. Yeah, they're kind of unlikely. They didn't really seem to interact right. much during the show. No. Yeah. So it looks like uh, Leo is going after uh, a drawer to get something. But I just love, I mean, I yeah. love that it's just, a, it, we don't cut to any other shots. It's just this wide shot of Leo trying to get something out of a drawer. And when you told me that, well, well David Lynch does the final episode. Right. When you see this scene, it does feel like it was such a long shot. Yeah, that's that, such a, a very style. David Lynch, yeah. yeah. Now, I feel... Because I still think that Leo, he the, the one part of him that is human, humane, yeah. I guess, or his moral compass is to save his right. his wife. So I feel right. like only... even, even though he basically tried to kill her earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and that... But he couldn't. He couldn't possibly let anyone else do it to her. So exactly. That, yeah, and he's true. become he's become Shelly in this relationship. He's become the that's victim. Yeah. Where Winda mm-hmm. Merle is. You know him, right? Um, yeah, save Shelley. What what I do love about this show, I was talking to someone the other day, is that uh, every character, including characters like Leo, they all have their own story arc. Like they all either change or, or le- even if their characters doesn't change that much, something new is revealed to us. You know, we think of um, Major Briggs as kind of like this stern, mm. like hard person in the mm. beginning, but then we see another side of him later in the show. Right. Especially Shelley. when he, yeah, right. When that whole scene with Major Briggs and uh, Bobby Briggs, that whole moment of him telling that he saw Bobby Briggs' future and, and yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, you see a warmer side. So now uh, Wendell yeah. Earl has come <laughs> telling Leo, oh. that, did, you let, did you let Major Briggs out? And Wyndham Earl looks crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This shot, this shot always scares me. Oh, my God. Now, why is his face white it's again? Been... It's been a while. We... Uh, it never... Was it because he was, I can't remember the last episode, he was but he was in that a... costume. The horse? Or is that is that this episode? I think it was a couple episodes it's, ago. Yeah. It, we don't really know why he's white. And then he's got like a black yeah. mouth. And that, oh, God, that shot always scares me. He's making a terrifying yeah. So, Ooh, pie. Oh, by the way, I ha- I'm eating pie right now. Nice. Pie. I don't we know if you guys have any. We have we've, done, we've, had, we've got the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Forgot the pie. So real quick, I know we get it moving ahead. So Tim Hunter Hunter liked uh, Japanese films, and he based that whole makeup, oh. the, white, the white face and the oh. black mouth off of, off of uh, Japanese films. And they mentioned Laura Palmer, which is Which they haven't done in like oh. 10 episodes or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's like we all knew all the ladies at Twin Peaks are going to be part of the pageant eventually. You know, it does look that way. We, yeah, pretty much everyone. Yeah, Norma's already won it, so she's the judge. Yeah, everyone's involved. Yeah. I do love that. It was like we learned that right. She's it was it's her, it's the twentieth anniversary of the of the of the contest, and she actually was there from day one. Yeah, that's kind of neat, right? <laughs> and then we have a. Uh, 
And there's Audrey. There. There's love struck Audrey. Uh, yeah. Um, love struck, got- not over Cooper, but the Billy Zane character. Yes. Billy Zane, and I, I found out it was a wig. No, yeah, we yeah, talked about the last episode. Really? I, I will say, oh. I will say, Brian, you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> well, I, 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 I've been, I've been, we've been having this thing going back and forth. I will yeah. admit, you were right. No, no, I, I mean, I didn't want to be right. No, I, on the Blu-ray, I, was, yeah. I saw the hairline looked it like, like it was glued on. Yeah. Oh no! Well, I'm, I'm watching the Blu-ray version right now. Um, but man, you know, you're breaking my heart here. I know, <laughs> I know, and it's such good hair. But I come it to find out Billy Zane was going bald early, where in Twin Peaks he wanted to wear a wig because he shaved his head. Oh. Because yeah. he was okay. getting premature he was premature baldness. Right. Dana yeah. Ashbrook, who plays Bobby Briggs, he's got a great head of hair. Oh, he does. Oh, and, he, looks uh, good. he looks good white. Yeah, and, and he yeah, Dana Ashbrook came to the Miss Twin Peaks pageant last year. Wow. Um, he was an audience member and he, he still has an amazing head of hair. Oh my god. That is really interesting. Now speaking yeah. of hair, I'm gonna go real crazy. I watched yeah. the appearance of Twin Peaks the Twin Peaks cast on Donahue and the guy oh, who yeah. plays Leo. Yeah. His hair oh, is yeah. crazy. It's blonde. It's long yeah. and it's twisty it's and curly. turdy. Yeah. yeah, he looked like he looks like a hippie. That's funny. And I did yeah, not picture that's... his hair like that. Yeah, for anyone who has not seen that, Google Twin Peaks cast on Donahue. It's worth a watch. Oh yeah, if, it's if, good stuff. If not uh, for nothing else, that hair. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and it is so such a bad attribute. I feel bad for them. <laughs> uh, Donahue is just not good. So the actor who played Bobby Briggs. Did he actually? He went there to support you guys, or, or like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, I'm uh, one of my my former neighbor friends. Uh, is actually really good friends with him, and so he heard that I was doing this show and told Dana, and Dana and his fiance at the time came, which was wonderful. It was it was honestly the most exciting thing ever That's awesome. <laughs> for the cast. That we is were, so cool. We were thrilled that he was there, and he was very cool. So was his fiance. They were they were super fun. Wow, that is so cool. I would have been so nervous. Did you guys get nervous? Did you get like nervous knowing that someone from Twin Peaks is going to be out in the audience? Well, we knew he might be there. Uh, we were actually uh, had been hoping that uh, Julie Cruz was going to attend the same night. Oh wow! Uh, she sadly didn't. So you know, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't getting my hopes up because I really didn't. <laughs> I really didn't believe that either of them would show up. And I found out just before we went on stage, our big opening number that he was in the audience. I didn't know where. Uh, so we did our number and I did it as Nadine. So I have mm. limited, limited eyesight. Uh, <laughs> but right, right as we kind of like held our final pose, I kind of looked around and I could see him out of the corner of my, my one eye. Wow. <laughs> and that, that's when I was like, all right, this is going to be a great night. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Reckon, we're, we're Ben Horn talking to Audrey, and, and Ben Horn's talking about he's got his Bible, mm-hmm. he's got all this stuff, and he's trying to find a way to be good. Yeah. And, then, and he's, yeah. at the same yeah. time, he's trying to convince his, his daughter to join the Miss Twin Peaks contest, yeah. which she doesn't want to do. And the interesting thing is, uh, Sherilyn Fenn didn't want to do the, the contest either. She was like really not for yeah. the whole the whole thing. Like she Really? And they actually, we'll get to it. I mean, we can talk about it at some point later. But if you look at the original script, script lines were Audrey's that went to somebody else. Cause oh, they, really? We're moving on. Hmm. Sheriff's, Sheriff Station and Cooper and... They got the map. Yep. And, and there's that, uh, the bonsai tree in the foreground. Yes, which is like feeding um, Wyndham Merle. Mm-hmm. But this, and there's Wyndham listening. Yeah, I believe. Is this? I don't want to go ahead of myself. Is this around the time they figure it out? They figure out the bonsai tree. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. They figure it out pretty soon. They definitely figure. Uh, 
Or I think it's right before the pageant, right. if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is it? Sorry for the spoilers. I realize that you <laughs> still have one episode to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quaking like an animal. So this is Josie. So now we, we're basically saying Josie uh, died of fear from fear. Yeah. And that was something we talked about at the end of right. the episode. Why did she die? You know, yeah. did she die mm-hmm. of a heart attack? Uh, she was so weak, heartbroken. You know, what was the cause of death? Right. So I feel like do you, you feel like they had they wanted to give the audience a closure for her for Josie like this well, is a closure there was I mean, no closure yeah I keep wondering well, what I want yeah I heard I or I heard or I read somewhere that um that there and I think I've actually may have seen some photos that um mm. Josie in the final episode in the Black Lodge uh there was footage shot of Josie in the Black Lodge that we never actually see oh. um so I think she was supposed to be in there so i think you know there there is some connection and and to this day i still don't really know what it is but she's she's still part of this whole like magical world that's the black black or white lodge yeah it definitely seems like there was they were going to use her a lot more um uh, if you go to twin peaks archive they have pictures of another actress who was a stand-in for josie and they were going to do it where they only showed her parts of her and that basically they're going to say that she was in the black lodge gotcha. oh, okay so, yeah and they they want to use her again in the movie there's a lot of things <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk more about, but they definitely had more yeah. ideas with him. Yeah. So now we're, we're yeah. with Wyndham Earl, and he's kind of figuring out things. Yeah. You know, the entrances. I love who. I love that he has Leo there. I wonder if Leo was there so that he could have these, like what otherwise would have been just like monologues to no one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Because he does, he talks himself no matter what. He's always talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that the like the the, the villain, the like, classic, classic villain. villain is, yeah. I gotta I gotta tell somebody my plans. Right. So whatever happened yeah. to his white makeup and his black mouth? It, it happened. Yeah. For, I do have theories about this, but I have to wait for you to get to the end of the series uh, to go back to to be like, well, yeah. is, could something have happened to him that would have brought? It? Has did he go to the black lodge and he came back? That's my theory. Yeah. Or was he <laughs> taken over by a kabuki man? Yes, yeah, I'm only mm-hmm. kidding about that. But like, yeah, was he possessed by something that caused that white makeup, that white look in the right. teeth? There's all kinds of theories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, I think it was a, a homage to uh, Azu Japanese films. Again, I, I guess they have black mouths in those Japanese films. I I tried to look them up. I didn't see the connection, but that's what Tim Hunter said that he got the idea for white makeup. So now we see Leo. Oh his yeah, teeth uh, pulling on something. Yeah. What is he? Oh man! And this, twenty-five years later, I like to imagine that this is still where Leo is, <laughs> just awesome. sitting there. Well, the, the new series begins, and there's just a skeleton of him Aww. holding on, onto this. It's a reference to Leo. <laughs> now, where? Yeah, I forgot. Is this go? To, it goes to a piano, right? A piano is going to fall on his head. <laughs> so, do we see it? It looks like a, a cage. Or- Tarantula is in a cage. Is, the thing is, if this dropped, and the, even if they fell out, would it really kill him? No, I mean, I don't know if it no, would. it wouldn't. And would it even break open? It, it would fall on his head, and he might go, ow. So now we're at the Miss Twin Peaks contest uh, rehearsals. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Squiggy back. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah Squiggy. Yeah. I he love was such great casting. Right. I remember when when I saw this for the first time, and I hadn't seen this actor in anything else since uh, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. It was just so much fun to see him. 
Look at that, the 80s no, if you can look at, like, thong if you look at, workout gear. Yeah. yeah. Donna and, and, and Shelly there, they're laughing a lot, and I can't tell if they're at the far right. I can't tell if it's really part of their character or if it's the act, actresses. Yeah, goofing off. Goofing off. It's... But they're, oh, I never noticed that yeah. before. You're right. That's funny. And I guess Maybe they're, a little li- bit of they're both. And they're smoking. Cu- oh, I didn't, I, I, they're smoking oh, yeah. a cigarette. <laughs> That's funny. They're not even That's paying funny. attention. And I can. I, I think, never noticed that. And I guess some of their lines were cut as well. So I don't know if they were happy doing yeah. this as well. <laughs> so we oh, the judges? Wait, this is my, my favorite shot. Pause. This is don't actually pause, but all right. All right. this coming up is my favorite shot in all of. <laughs> when he's walking with the deer. It's that just makes my world it's so ridiculous <laughs> and there's no explanation there's no reason to have that there right yeah but it's such a little it's it's very yes into window there and it's so yeah it is very random <laughs> yeah. and then the guy walks back with nothing yeah, and, we, and why would he carry yeah. the deer that oh, way oh yeah he's <laughs> We do that bit actually in the Miss Twin Peaks pageant. We oh, have awesome. uh, some like a stagehand cross with this thing in that very suggestive oh, manner. That no explanation. Awesome. <laughs> and we've got these judges. We've got the mayor and uh, Dick. Dick, and then we've got Norma, who is uh, her her sister is in the contest too. So yeah. it's kind of funny. Yeah. And the same thing. The mayor has his girl in the contest. So. Yeah. Now I have a question. Why is Dick's pants so high up? His his waistline <laughs> is just like well he this this was shot I remember like towards the end of the eighties yeah so. true that's true <laughs> right ninety one there yeah, yeah. Men, yeah men's fashion I guess that was the thing back then <laughs> but yeah a ple- pleated pants that's the thing yeah you know, don't wish to come back <laughs> so oh, now this scene is great too yeah they're in the closet there Dick and uh... and he's the ladies guy ladies man and then all of a sudden he's all nervous yeah. and like oh my god what's going right. on. And... I was like, wow, this is like, it's funny and it's not, you know, it's just like a really quirky, funny thing. Yeah. This, uh, the Pink Room's regular uh, host, uh, Schaefer the Dark Lord, uh, has hosted the pageant as uh, Dick before. And he, he does this bit with our uh, our Lana character, which is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't heard Diane in a while. I don't think. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he talks mm-hmm. to her frequently. Yeah. Well, now he has, he's got like a real girlfriend to talk to. That's, That's true. true. Hey, yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Did we ever ask you what your theory on Diane is? I mean, we is, is just, she the secretary oh. or was she? Yeah. What do you think? Your what? What's your theory of Diane? I imagine her being a secretary. Uh, we actually have a, a great performer, Iris Explosion, who does a Diane number number, mm. and she plays it off as though she's some sort of secretary. Probably back in Philadelphia. Is that where she is? Yeah. Um, and they have a close relationship. Maybe it's, you know, it's professional, mm. but also a little personal. Not quite romantic, but uh, maybe, I don't know. They, they have a closeness, you can tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it could be, I would love it if in the new season, uh, Diane is finally revealed. That would be cool. I know there's theories out there. I try to stay away from spoilers. I'm trying to stay away, but there's definitely theories I know. that that, yeah. that it could be a real real person there. I, I still think yeah. it's someone. It, there's nobody there. He just yeah, it's he someone just talk to himself. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great too. <laughs> just just made up a name just so he yeah. can have someone to talk to. Because maybe he likes being by Annie. himself. And mm-hmm. now Annie's coming. To, he's got went to the door and Annie's there and he opens it. And she's nervous about her speech. Annie and Cooper, 
I think, are an awesome couple. Not as good as Cooper and Audrey. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you? Yeah. We had Francine, Cooper and Audrey, or Cooper and. And Annie. don't ruin. I haven't seen the last been, episode yet, so don't ruin anything. But if okay, I'll try not to ruin it. Say, but say it in a world I, where we, that doesn't exist yet. I think I have been thinking a lot about this. I love the chemistry between Cooper and Audrey, and mm. Audrey is Audrey is just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um. I almost feel like Audrey. Might be too much woman for Cooper. Wow! I, I, yeah, I there. I said it. You said Sorry. it. Good for you. I, I yeah. love Cooper, but right. I feel like he needs like Annie's a little bit more delicate and sweet. <laughs> yeah. and, Do you? I don't uh, know. That's funny. You know that. what? You made me just made me realize this. You have Annie, who mm-hmm. represents a side of Cooper, and Audrey mm-hmm. represents. Besides, uh, a side of Cooper, strong-willed, mm-hmm. uh, love to they, you know. They get into their work, but then Annie's sort of like the goofy, kind of like shy and quirky version. Mm-hmm. So like they they both represent him on two different aspects, and yeah, I think Annie matches him very well. I mean, they're both very quirky and they're sweet together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're like too much like each other. And then Audrey, yeah. if they're Audrey and Cooper together, you might be like, they're opposites attract though. Opposites attract. Yeah. So it looks like Cooper and Annie are, yeah. are, are well, making out and they're gonna yeah, they're make getting... love together here. It's weird seeing Cooper. And I, I also get think like this. it's kind of yeah, it, I know <laughs> seeing him the sexual ways. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of weird. The first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? He's been wound up. He needs to get some. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he deserves this. He does. Um I will say this. Um like one of the whole things about Cooper not getting involved with Audrey, partially because they were involved in a case together, but also she was just too young. Yeah. Yes. So That's, which was yeah. like, okay, that makes sense. She is pretty young. But then here comes Annie, and she's only like a year older. Oh <laughs> yeah. wow! Maybe two years older. Right. She's not that much older. And it's I like, think in real oh, life okay, she was well, younger. I think she was younger in real life than uh, Sherilyn Fenn. So it's funny in real life. Yeah. She, I mean, in the show, she's supposed to maybe be a couple. I think Felix like she'd be a college age, so maybe a year, right, year or two older than Audrey. Yeah. But those two years, I, I guess. Mean, I guess a year or two makes all difference. So. Yeah, I mean, like if she, <laughs> if legal. Audrey's eighteen, but Annie's like twenty, twenty-one. Some of that, right? It is kind of weird when yeah. you think yeah. about age-wise. But this show is very yeah. ambiguous about age. Yes, age true. does not exist in this and, world. And talking is, yeah. about age, we haven't started playing yet. But when we get to it, we're about to start back up with Nadine. Yeah, and she believes she's in high school. And yeah, on the rest I know, of the team, I know. So mm-hmm. And she's with a high school student. Right. They yeah. Have no problem. They they have, yeah. yeah. Mike Good Nelson. Point. Yeah. Mike yeah. Nelson. And I think one last thing before we get going yeah. on this. Um, I think with season three could give us the Audrey Cooper relationship finally. But what if they're both dead? Ooh. What if they're both dead? God, they're not both dead. They're both in the cast. Yeah. Okay. So. So they released the official cast list, so we can talk about that. That's not a spoiler anymore. So here's a a spoiler. It's a spoiler. Mm. Um, No, (laughs) Ben won't allow me, and I don't want to know anybody until I see the final episode and Firewalk with me. Okay. I know. It's so tempting, though. It's so hard. I know. This is what we go through on a weekly basis. (laughs) This is our life. Well, Um, well, can you you go around it? Yeah, is it someone that, like, obviously is not going to spoil anything? Or do you? You're asking me what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I was just going to say if if Nadine comes back there you go. <laughs> for yeah. third season, yes, I would love to see her as 
you know, teenage Nadine or something uh, different because uh, God, I mean, one of the most heartbreaking, well, actually I won't even say it cause we'll, you'll see it in the next episode. I don't yeah. want to spoil that for you. But, um, but yeah, I, I would just say second season Nadine, even though first season Nadine is pretty damn funny. Second season Nadine is like out of control. Funny to me. <laughs> yeah. And I take a lot of second season Nadine in my burlesque tribute to her. Uh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I like how they're trying to get her. They're, so they're all they're in uh, they're in the uh, they're in Big Ed's home. Yeah, sure. with with Norma and Mike and Nadine, and they're watching uh, a wrestling uh, <laughs> wrestling photos. Uh, yeah, wrestling slides. Pinned him down at one point. You know, one minute five. <laughs> I think she's saying, "I'm happy being a teenager," and and she's winning and she's succeeding. And I mean, remember. The drape runners that she failed. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't get the patent she wanted, and here she is, younger mm-hmm. and happier. She's got a man. Yeah, she's got the football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, who could ask for more? Yeah, and uh, I mean, Nadine was so shy supposedly in mm. high school. So now she's like living her like this. She's living high school the way she should have lived it the first time around, which yeah. which I can relate to because I was pretty shy when I was younger. So and I've definitely as as I since I do burlesque. Now I've definitely come out of my shell quite a yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby, and then this is not the first time we've seen them all together trying to like, yeah, you know, say it's it's a, counseling or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, get her maybe to remember, and it's okay yeah. to move on. And she seems yeah. like, yeah, she says she's a little guilty, but she, she's mm-hmm. happy for uh, Mike and Ed. And, and yeah, well, yeah, I guess she's more happy about Big Ed. <laughs> Oh, Miss Twin Peaks. By the way, can we talk about uh, Dr. Jacoby being the only therapist in town? Yes. Yeah. And it just occurred to me that maybe that's why everyone's so messed up uh, in this town. <laughs> really? And we saw in the beginning that he didn't really care about anybody. He, he's, the only person he cared about yeah. was Laura Palmer. Yeah. But he, like, he basically like, I don't mm-hmm. care about these people that I, I'm supposed to be helping and stuff. And, and now they gave him a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Help Nadine. But she does not. Oh, seem this ha- is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Wendy Roby, who plays Nadine Hurley, is so funny. I mean, I would love to. I have never met her, but I would love to because she just plays this character so well. Oh yeah. <laughs> she gets into it. She <laughs> really does Mike's get into hand. the character. Yeah, I know. She crushes his hand, holding <laughs> on to it. And now we're in, it looks. I think we're in the woods here, and we have uh, Major Briggs going up a hill. He's all dirty. He's escaped. Mm-hmm. Wyndham Earl. Yeah. He's got to save Shelly. No, yeah. dr- I believe he was drugged by Wyndham Earl to find the tr- – Wyndham Earl is trying to get the truth out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, both Wyndham Earl and uh, the actor who plays uh, Major Briggs and uh, the act- and Michael Horace, who plays Hawk, who is here, um, all of them were in episodes of X-Files. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Amongst yeah. ma- and, and many other actors who were uh, and actresses. And Michael uh, Michael but, Anderson, who played the little man from another place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're, we're huge X Files fans. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. David Coveney, of course. Denise. We're huge X Files fans. Mm-hmm. We yeah. did an action. We did an X Files episode, uh, Twin Peaks X Files episode. Yep. Right when right when the new series came back, so we did a whole episode and we focused on all the actors, the crossovers stuff. So that's oh awesome. great. I'm gonna go back and listen to that and we had we had michael horse on too yeah we've had michael horse on yes that was yeah. pretty cool that was the same i think you i think you talked in the same night you talked to me last oh really yes yeah. yes it was oh wow yeah yeah that's right i think there's, we're very, we're Cooper, pretty, we were pretty Cooper sniffing briggs oh, yeah. <laughs> yes 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 that was, I, I would be too yes he's great 
Oh, he says Garland. That's his Garland. first name. But the idea of Judy Garland is Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, yeah. which uh, Oz, I mean, which Lynch, Lynch, Lynch loves. and Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Have you guys seen Wild at Heart? I have. It's been a long time. Have you ever seen Wild at Heart? No. No, I gotta we see will, Wild at Heart. We are gonna do. We're gonna review all of Lynch's films. So we will. Yeah. We'll yeah. Do, do you like it? Do you like the film? I love Wild at Heart. Is actually one of my. It might be my top favorite Lynch film. Aside from Twin Peaks, obviously, is, yeah. you know. I, I, it's a mixed feeling for me. I mean, there's parts of it I love, and I love, like, I love the beginning, and I love scenes of it, mm-hmm. and other parts of it is, it's hard. Like, I mean, but I guess that's what Lynch does best. He doesn't make it always comfortable for you. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, makes yeah. you. Sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is when oh. um, Andy figures out that. Well, he, he, yeah, he's still looking at it, but I don't think he's been able to share it yet. Yeah, because he, Cooper ignores him. He's yeah. like, Cooper, mm-hmm. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Poor Andy. I know. Andy has figured out so many things. Like, he's the one who, like, found the shoe, Leo's shoe, right. and, and all this other stuff. And, and sometimes by uh, accident, but somehow, yeah, he's still. Yeah. And it's eyes to the innocent. Yes. You know? <laughs> I, do, I do love this whole thing between Cooper and Harry about, like, there's a time and a place and to get to the Black Lodge. And, like, yeah. it's really, I think it's really fascinating that. We we don't know yet. Poor Andy. Oh, yeah. Now <laughs> poor we're... Andy getting shot down all the time. Yeah. Oh, the oh, box. These, these characters. Yeah, I love the relationship between these two guys and yeah. Piper Laurie, Catherine yep. Martell. Andrew uh, and Pete are working on that box. It's that metal box, and they they're using a vice They're trying to open it, and they can't can't get to it here. Is this for you, Brian? Has this storyline gone too long? Uh, the box thing, I I kind of like it. It's I like it when it's just the three of them, or it's really the two of them with a revolving third person trying to help with a box in yes. some way. But I kind of like that. It's not over. They got so complicated with things. Yeah, it's not. It's not like Little Nicky or anything. Yeah, not Little Nicky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Little Nicky. Yeah. What's that? I wonder what happened to that actor, the one who played uh, Little yeah, Nicky. I, don't I wonder know. if he's still around. I wonder. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll Should come we have back on the show the sometime. <laughs> yeah, he'll be yeah, in season three. Yeah, Andrew takes a gun and is shooting at the box. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> I guess it worked. Shooting, shooting a box opens it. Catherine. Catherine's another feisty redhead on this show. Though. She is. You don't mess with her. No, you don't. And they found a key. A key in the box. The key goes to it's the like hotel. A, yeah. Or maybe it's like a Mulholland Drive or something. Yeah, maybe. yeah. It's not blue, but... I know. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, Wild of Heart, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that again. I think it came out on Blu-ray some time ago, and I still haven't picked it up on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And I, I do want to see it again. It's It's been... I bet you it's been close to twenty years since I've seen that film. So it, wow. yeah, I need I need to it's, see it again. Um, it's one of uh, I would say like that uh, and Blue Velvet, some of like Lynch's earlier work that's um, more linear. Like mm. a lot of his other stuff, uh, you know, you start getting into like Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive, and um, the way it's you know broken up. It's, yeah. It's, it, it bounces around a lot. You don't know where you are. Right. So we're at the Hayward house, and Donna is confronting her parents. Mm-hmm. She wants the truth. Wear that that amazing dress with the bow. Yes, red dress. It is. She's still asking about Benjamin Horn. She wants to know the truth about this whole thing. Now, what would cause Benjamin Horn to all of a sudden want to reconnect with um, the mom? And all of a sudden... 
I mean, is is she really Benjamin Horn's daughter? Do we find that out in this episode? I feel like we, we did. Maybe. Did we? <laughs> I I watched this episode before, right. but well, I, I kind of I kind of trying to remember like. Well, we get we can watch the episode and find out. I know we will we will. Well, I was just gonna talk about um, Donna's mom there. Um, that's uh, Zoe Deschanel's mother. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, can see is. her eyes there. You can see where she gets oh, those yeah. big blue eyes from. Definitely, and 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 her, um, her husband actually has directed some of the of the Twin yeah. Peaks episodes yep. too. So there's, it's all in the yeah. family here. It's, yeah, I heard she used to like be on set as a kid. Which is oh, really? Weird. I didn't know that's yeah, yeah. something. She went on some talk show. I can't remember which one. She was talking about how she wow. got to hang out on Twin Peaks. Your parents were both in show business. Yes. Uh, your mom yeah. was on um, uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, yes. yeah. And which... my dad directed a bunch of episodes of that. Of Twin Peaks? Show. So they were both working on it uh, when I was a, uh, but a wee child. And uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would go to visit the set. And and but I was only allowed to watch some of the episodes because yeah. uh, it you know it's, it's not appropriate for children. But that's the type of show that's extremely addictive. If you know that show, it's really you know like you have to. It's like a soap opera. You, can't just watch a little you have to watch it. So I I remember I would sneak. I would try to sneak and watch the episodes I wasn't allowed to watch. Here's Andy Cooper. again, figuring out that. Oh yeah, the map or that hieroglyph. Is, uh, hieroglyph. Yeah, uh, the four and the H is really actual uh, astronomical Optical symbols. symbols. Uh, mm. Yeah. So Jupiter and Saturn. Like planets. Plants. Yeah. And those are those circles. Yeah. yeah. I like this. I like that that we have. now. I want to know. Sorry to interrupt. I um, I'm just curious to know, like, how many people, how many hardcore Twin Peaks fans out there? Have tattoos based off of this hieroglyph. That would be oh. wild. That would be awesome. I would, I've never seen a, a, a tattoo. There's like gotta that. be. There's gotta be. Yeah, I'm fascinated with. I don't have any tattoos, but I love tattoos. Yeah. And if I ever get one, it will probably be Twin Peaks related. That'd be awesome. But uh, anyone listening to this, if you have a Twin Peaks <laughs> tattoo, especially if it's based off this hieroglyph, tweet it to me because I really want to see it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. I think. So, on, on Facebook, I want to uh, on a Facebook fan page. Someone did a whole thread of Twin yeah. Peaks tattoos. Yeah, I think I'm following that page. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Fear and love open the door. Doors. Fear yeah. and love. This is Major Briggs about fear and love opening the door. And then Cooper also said that he figured out from January to June is the when the opening is. And if we yeah. know we're. I think we're. I think we're, we're in, June. in we're in March now. Oh, we're in so March. February was when Cooper came to Twin Peaks, but we are now in March. And and bringing up the actual date is actually March 26, 1989 is the actual date. And if we looked at the, the date, that would actually be on Easter. So the Miss yes. Twin Peaks oh, yeah. the Miss Twin Peaks is actually on, on Easter, Easter which, Sunday. I mean, I, I maybe it's an accident. I mean, they never bring up Easter on the show. No. But I mean, there might be something to it. Yeah. Uh just I mean, knowing Lynch, like the way he connects things, like the whole idea of just like rebirth and like mm. I don't know. That's a good I point, could see right? Yeah. Finding some sort of connection sure. connection. Jesus going into a cave and coming back out. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, the cave. The, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm making this up on the fly. I don't know. Don't <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> and, and, no, I like listening. <laughs> That's and, a good theory. That's a good theory, yeah. And he knocks over the uh, bonsai. Yeah, they found they, the bug. They found the bug. Man. And Winter Merle's going to be pissed. So I do wonder, I mean, I can't say because we you haven't gotten to the end yet, but I do like this whole idea that there's a time period for when this 
Black Lodge is is open. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the Miss Twin Peaks pageant now. Yeah. But you see, they're all wearing plastic, like wrapped in plastic. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I love that. I mean, that's a great nod. I think it's funny that they have this plastic all around them. That is true. Oh, yeah. I mean... We just, by the way, for every year at the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, we do uh, our our version of this opening number with the umbrellas and the uh, the, the ponchos or whatever the pla- so we are all wrapped in plastic. That's we, awesome. It's this this is uh, a joy to do every year. <laughs> cool. And before we before we keep going, so the first thing we see right now is Lucy, yeah. and actually Mark Frost yeah. and David Lynch went up to the actress uh, Kimmy Kim, Kimmy Kimmy yep. Robertson. Kimmy yeah. Robertson. Yeah. And when they went up to her and said, "You can create your own choreography for your oh, really? for your dance and stuff." So she that's yeah. all her. That's all her stuff. Like that's not yeah. awesome. I think that's awesome in a way. I was gonna say that later. We'll see it. Uh, you'll see an amazing act. Uh, and and I. I watched it. I replayed it a bunch of times to see if there was like a stunt double or something in there, but wow. it's not. It's really she's just a great dancer. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Yeah, it was it's fun to see, especially after you know thinking of like Lucy Moran is she's not quite as simple as a uh, Andy, but she's she's a little she's a little out there. She's a little spacey. She, you know, people don't really take her that seriously. Right. So when she pulls out this mm. act, it's like wow, she's actually very talented. It's very talented, kind of right? Yeah, she's and become watch. yeah. Like a character on herself, like she's kind of stepped away from the Andy shadow. Like she's become mm-hmm. a character that has something to say and do now. Like I feel like they really didn't do mm-hmm. much with her, but now she, yeah, she's like she can she can give an attitude to Dick yeah. and be like, "Screw you, buddy." Right. And mm-hmm. she she's got two guys pining over her, well, right. sort of pining over to find mm-hmm. out who the, the who the baby's yeah. father is and. I like how they let her be a strong woman near the end of the show. Like Definitely. she became a character yeah. right. other than just being a secretary. Right. You know? yeah, she exactly. always had the control. I think she always had the control. She always decided whether she wanted to be with Andy or not. She's always had I feel like she's That's she, true. she she was dating Dick and Andy at one point. So That's I, true. I, I That's think true. She was always I didn't a strong think about character. That, yeah. So but you know it's no. a, yeah. I don't it, it's also interesting yeah. that this character has been in a lot of different Twin Peaks stuff. She was in bumpers between commercials. She was uh she's when the series ends, there's the, there's the Georgia uh, coffee commercials. She's part of that. Yeah, she's part. Oh yeah. Well, oh, she's part. So we've talked about this. This there was a one nine hundred number at one point where you you call the sheriff's station and you have to pay money and it's like <laughs> what here's here's some secrets about Twin Peaks and there were no secrets. It was just a recap. A recap. <laughs> we played some of it, but but she was in it. She was in it and uh, Andy and sometimes you'd have another character. But, yeah. But they used her a lot and they used her. Oh, yep. wow. It was really interesting to see all the times. She, She's been a part of Twin Peaks, other than the regular show. But. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Played, yeah, yeah. Just one thing about that uh, the recap thing, the fact that you had to call a number and pay money. Yes. I just re- want to remind people, especially younger people, this is what you had to do before the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's so before true. Before you could entertain yourself right. with your iPhones, you had to like call these numbers and like like hope that your parents didn't like find the fee on the yeah. phone bill yes. <laughs> so ground think, you yeah i think i was like 15 or 16 and i i think i did it once okay i never did that i swear <laughs> <laughs> okay can i just mention um nothing to do with the scene except for the the art direction in this show is so amazing and yes. it's part of the reason i can watch it like dozens and dozens of times like i'm noticing now just for the first time that the little rings on the umbrellas um they oh, kind wow. of correlate to all the colors that are featured in the show, including 
if you remember the scene with Leo Johnson when he's uh, comatose or party time Leo Johnson with the uh, streamers oh, yeah, uh, sure. around party. him. Yeah, yeah. It's all the same color scheme. That is really cool. These, sorry, these are the little silly things I noticed That's when great. I watched this. It's like, funny, Lynch always says no blue, but they did have a little blue on the uh, on, on the umbrella. Well, yeah. no, there's, a, there's actually, if you watch it, there's a lot of blue, but the blue is like always a featured thing hmm. so if you go back like norma was wearing blue before because she was about her yeah um interesting and and i won't give you any spoilers but in the very very last scene of the show take a look at the color of the towels ah i will just do that only like right. art direction very. geeks will appreciate this but We'll just look at the colors. The other thing is, is they're all dancing on a uh, chessboard there in a way. They're all yes. like, they're yep. all. <laughs> yep. And it's a red curtain. Right. The red curtain. Mm-hmm. Right. The red curtain. But I love the idea that like one of these people is supposed to be Wyndham Earl's victim or, or he's yep. going to get them. And they're all yeah. on a chessboard. They're on a chessboard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All these little details. Oh, and there's that deer again. Yeah. <laughs> uh... That deer gets around. <laughs> and that sign, the banner, we actually had that made, a, a similar one made for us, for our shows now. So. And is it always the 20th anniversary? or? Yeah, well, it's a similar one. We have one that says Miss Twin Peaks, and then on the other side, it's just the pink room. So for all yeah. the other shows during the year, we just switch it around. Wow. And Pinkle is, is hitting on, on the log lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another great little cutaway. Oh, here's the part I can talk about. Lucy, yeah. Here's the first contestant, Lucy Moran, mm. and she does this amazing number. She's like, she's clearly a trained dancer. She's mm. able to do these like spins that like an average person would not be able to do on command. It's true. So good. <laughs> <laughs> and I never noticed before. I want. I, I noticed lots of details when I watch it on a big screen or on Blu-ray. Uh, she's got like a little dollar bill in her. Oh, <laughs> in I her never seen that. Is that what that is? I have a look. I, I think so. I've watched this for 25 years, and I've never seen that she had money. Oh, the, the, the log lady oh. somehow was in backstage now with, with Bobby. Oh, well, we know. <laughs> Wyndham Merle went to the... It. The log lady disappeared in front of Pinkle <laughs> I know. there. So, uh, Wyndham Merle... That's such a brilliant shot. Yeah, it is. Went to the so costume funny. store, <laughs> the log lady costume store. Yeah. Oh, he, bring he your, bashes he bring Bobby. bring the whole family. <laughs> yeah. The log lady. I, I mean, he that. was kind of being a dick there. Like, yeah. I mean, do you yeah. really have to go harass the log lady? <laughs> I see the Lucy's money. Dancing. I saw the money on Did her. It, yeah? Yeah, on her leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. I wonder if Meryl looks pretty good as a log lady. <laughs> I feel like Lucy has the longest number, Ooh. too. Like, I don't yes. think the other, pe- other yeah. ones are the... Yeah, here we go. Oh, those kicks. Here comes wow. big finish. Oh, yeah. That's pretty Drops impressive for a pregnant lit. woman. Yeah. I know. She's pregnant, supposedly, looking at this, too. She's, I love this one. This one's, like, just pure showbiz. Yeah. This is why I thought, like, this show is so burlesqueable, for mm. for lack of a better term. Definitely. But, uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Lana, jazz erotica. Yeah. Contortionistic jazz erotica. And that's what you said in your Basically promo. burlesque. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's when I was like, we have to do a show that's just around the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, because... This is basically a burlesque act without, you know, the full striptease, of course, because this was on primetime TV. I wonder, it makes me wonder if uh, how much we're actually going to see on Showtime because we'll be able to show more skin like in uh, Fire Walk With Me. And yeah, Lynch has never been afraid to have (laughs) have that at all. And when they said the jazz erotica, I went... Oh my God! Now I, I get the reference. Now, <laughs> Francine, when yeah, Francine, when you were on, yeah. I was like, I get the reference. Yeah, 
And this is just funny to watch because you can tell, like, no one in the town of Twin Peaks has ever seen this live before. Yeah. <laughs> she is just going for it. She's going for those judges. Robin Lively, let's, she's amazing. Uh, people don't always talk about her because she wasn't in the uh, first season of the show, but she's a great actress. She is. Yep. Yeah. Such a babe. Yeah, and I, lo- I love the fact that, like, well... Okay, that wipe. Oh, Audrey, yeah. Yeah, the wipe. I've never seen the wipe, but you're right. That wipe was reminding me of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, transition. The The transition. It was like the Star Wars transition. And and I was like, I'm wondering. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it's by the same editor. I don't know who I don't know, but that was a a weird wipe for Twin Peaks. Yeah, they don't usually use uh, transitions like that. So, Audrey, I love that Audrey spoke, and there's Cooper watching her, and he's... Yep. Donna's going to confront Ben Horn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you my dad? She's always smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Ever since she wanted to be Laura, it seems like she... Yeah, when, she can't when, quit. In the beginning of the series, she wasn't smoking. And I uh, think the wisest course would be, first of all, just to get together and, and talk about this. I don't think so. I really don't think this is the time or the place. Old pictures, worn bear bonds in the attic, love letters to my mom. I want to tell the truth. I want to do the right thing. A birth certificate with no father's name on it? What the hell's going on here, Mr. Horn? Why won't anyone tell me the truth? Okay, so this is this is why, right here, when I said that Star Wars wipe, mm-hmm. you're my father. Oh, goodness. And then I was like, it's a... You're that, such a geek. No, no, you had the Star Wars wipe. All right. And so then he goes, I'm your father. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, no, and she runs away like Luke. Right. And they do the wipe one more time. Uh, I see. And I was like, Star Wars, it's, oh, it's my Star Wars yeah. connection. I do love that, I love the subtlety of it that he doesn't have to say, I'm your father, that she just says, oh, I, I figured it out. Yeah, really yeah, are yeah. It's funny, I was just noticing how um, Donna's character, even though we jump to the same conclusions that she does, but like, like in that scene, he doesn't say, I'm your father, but she's just like, she's just like, you're my father? Ah! And freaks out. <laughs> and she kind of does the same thing when um, they say like, oh, no, you know, Maddie never, you know, ended up at the bus station or whatever. Like, Maddie's missing. And we, the audience knows that she died. But, like, she doesn't really know. But she runs to James. And she's like, Maddie's dead. Like, yeah. Have you ever watched the editing of that? They never actually told her that she's dead. <laughs> but she, I mean, she put it together. And, I mean, she was right. But yeah, it was just kind of funny because yeah. no one ever actually explicitly told her any of this. So She jumps right. to conclusions a lot. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't say, he didn't say, no, you're wrong or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah. So I stopped right at where Wyndham Earl is on the catwalk because in the script, actually Cooper and Earl have a confrontation. So Cooper must have saw that uh, Wyndham Earl was on the catwalk and he actually goes up on the catwalk and he's got mm-hmm. his gun aimed at Earl's chest and they have a, they just have a whole dialogue. So it's their yeah. big, th- this could have been the big confrontation where finally Cooper meets Wyndham Earl. Earl and Wyndham Earl does his silliness mm. where, where he's kind of like, oh, you've left your queen unprotected and he's amusing himself and says, you see, 20 years ago, I made a promise, and tonight I keep it in the Black Lodge. And then all of a sudden, the lights, there's something happens with the lights. But it's interesting to see that there, there could have been a whole wow. meetup meet between Cooper and Wyndham Earl. This could have been the big standoff. 
And I don't know yeah. if the director ever ever filmed it and, and cut it out, or mm. if if in the script they decided we don't want to go in this direction. Like he probably spoke to David Lynch, and maybe David Lynch said I had other things. I'm not sure what what the thinking was, but yeah. It, and yeah. I feel like that scene actually did happen. What would have stopped Cooper from grabbing Winnemerle right there and then? To well, I guess the light. I guess the uh, so, something happens with the lights that and, and Earl is able to get away. Yeah, but but I feel in that moment, right. Cooper would have just grabbed him and like they would have. They wouldn't just sit there and have a conversation. Well, that's how these stories. I like, know. That's I know. how it is. But because <laughs> for several episodes, like it'll be like Cooper is in the hotel and yeah. he's looking at an owl, or I think cards. he's looking at cards and and Merle goes yeah. into the elevator and he just sees him and and then even like in the double R diner, uh, Earl sees Cooper there and Cooper doesn't see him. So there seems like there's been a few episodes where Wyndham Earl has been really close to him and he doesn't even know he's there. Yeah. So I feel like mm. maybe they cut that scene out because it would have been weird if he didn't like capture him right. There. And I understand the way right. the show would play out. The lights would distract him and he can run away. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I like the scene being an unseen, like what you. Yeah, the unseen. Uh, I like weeks, it right. being unseen because I feel like that might have ruined the pacing. True. It could have changed yeah. it a little bit. And I'll bit. probably talk about it again at, when you get to the last episode okay. to say, hey, here's where we could have been going with it. And yeah. then David Lynch really does, when he gets to that episode, he throws a lot of what was written out the window and he basically, <laughs> he basically yeah. says, I'm going to do my own thing. And yeah. He, and it, right. Yeah. Well, so. didn't they find out like on like semi short notice that the show was not going to be renewed? So not to give make any giving you any spoilers, but the last episode and maybe even this one, I'm not sh- I'm not sure when they found out that it was not coming back for a third season. They it, had to plan yeah. it. So they were on hiatus a couple times. So there might have been the writing on the wall that they were there were problems. But I think by the time da- when David Lynch filmed it, they hadn't officially canceled the show. But I think there was enough. Okay. There was enough. There was enough things happening where they got. They basically got on hiatus twice, where they were off for. I think. I think I said four weeks four, or yeah. four six weeks. They were off for a period of time. They were supposed to run six weeks, and then they were taken off the show again. And this became a movie in June. So and that was like eight weeks. Mm. They were off a wow. year. So there was oh. enough writing in the wall that they probably weren't coming back. But. Yeah. Right. So we have Annie now doing her speech, and she's very modest. Sure. She's like yeah. Cooper, all wearing black. Hmm. You, know, yeah. you know? Yeah. Audrey was wearing black too, right? That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. They both, they, their speeches both had somber tones. Mm. That's actually the only speeches we get to yeah. hear in the pageant. And we're all talking, I mean, the theme is about the earth and protecting yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, and saving yeah. the pine weasel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And Dick and Dick and Norma are moved by it, and Cooper's yeah. clapping. So, Coop and Annie. So now it's time to um, find out who's gonna they're gonna tally the votes, and then we've got uh, Lucy and Dick and Andy here, and uh, Lucy said it's time to reveal who yeah. who's gonna be the father. Yeah. I knew this. Was, I knew who she was gonna pick. Um, I I won't I won't say who I think it is because I I know you haven't seen the full cast list, but uh, I, I have some speculations about who might be Andy and Lucy's child Okay, in the new season. Well, yeah. I do know. See, okay, I've seen the on Facebook. It's so hard to stay away from stuff. I, I haven't know. read the full list, but I've seen Trent Reznor, um, mm. Eddie Vedder, and Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking yeah. Michael Sarah could be their son. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, uh, That's really? what I'm hoping. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was a girl. I was thinking it was a girl that was... Well, he's quirky. There's another female actress. I right. won't say who if you haven't seen it, but it has been publicized. 
Um, and anyway, she could be another option. Or who knows? Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll. Maybe she'll have twins. Maybe it's true. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Everybody has to have yeah. it's duality. <laughs> it's all about duality. It's That's all about so duality. It's all about the, so Lucy does pick Andy. And then mm-hmm. and then he says, "Well, you know, thanks for <laughs> thanks for picking me, but I gotta go." No, you're not. <laughs> it's like what men, men, men. men yes. And there's a Star Wars wipe again. You're right. I've never seen any wipes in this show. But yes, I've never, never noticed that yeah. before. Star Wars wipe. Okay. I'm your father. And now we're picking who's the winner. New Miss Twin Peaks is. <gasps> is this how Disney. it is? Is this how it is at the pink oh, room? Oh my goodness, Annie! Yeah. Oh, Annie. I thought it was <gasps> And so everybody's clapping. Annie's the winner. So, you know, in the script again, the mayor yells at Norma and says, you know, that's your sister. And <laughs> how can you pick your sister? You, you, and, then, and then Norma's response is, uh, you voted for your girlfriend. So, <laughs> so it's kind of, I mean, that's kind of a cute little thing that they could have had. Yeah, and I think it misses the pacing of this show. So this is an outrage. Yeah, outrage. <laughs> Yeah, this guy. Cute. It's sad he's not around. He's he's a, oh. a really funny character. A, is this thing actor. on? Is this thing on? Yeah. I love that the yeah. mic. Is, okay. <laughs> so she's getting flowers and everybody's still clapping and the yeah. tiara. Tear, right? Yeah. Uh, How is it when for you guys when when you, you crown the winner? Is it something like this or? Oh, we yes, we actually base it quite a bit off this last scene. Although we have a different, you know, a shortened ending, obviously, because this leads into the next episode. But yeah. But yeah, we do, we do a take on this, which is always fun to choreograph. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, we um, since we've been doing the show, we do we we uh do most of our shows at the Parkside Lounge, which is a great venue. But um, our Miss Twin Peaks pageant just has outgrown that uh, smaller space. Mm. Um, so, but Joe's Pub is wonderful. They have great uh, lighting and sound technicians there, so we're able to recreate a lot of like the strobe light effect at the end awesome for people that don't know you guys are in new york yeah we're based in new york city um yeah most of the shows we do um are in manhattan uh usually like you know lower east side or Mm. um you know the village area although um like i said before july 30th we're gonna be in brooklyn at coney island cool so i'm excited for that it's awesome the shows that I do are so usually very like tailored, especially the Miss Twin Peaks pageant because mm. it's uh it's a little bit more like usually a burlesque show, like your average burlesque show you go to. There's like a host who's either like a singer or comedian, mm. um, or like a magician or something like that. Right. Um, and they're kind of like the glue to the whole show. But then you get a bunch of acts that don't have anything to do with each other, more mm. or less. It's you sort of like ba- you know based on traditional like vaudeville or variety mm. show style thing where you can kind of have a little bit of this a little bit of that everything's different so we we kind of keep that same format for ours except we're doing a very specific thing every single act is somehow related to some work of david lynch so whether we're doing a twin peak show or we've done a dune show we've done oh, Wilder oh, Heart, wow. we've done almost all of it and and oftentimes especially like i said with the pageant we um we have little bits in between we have a little bit more like theatrical storytelling than maybe like the average burlesque show so it's a little bit more theatrical there's still plenty of like bump and grind hmm. but you know there's there's a it's a little bit more cohesive i would say yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I like the theatrical so, yeah, stuff. It would be really difficult for me to do a weekly David Lynch show. Mm. Um, and also, I don't, we did do actually uh, 
a couple years ago, we did do Twin Peaks Tuesdays, uh, which was a, a night that I ran at the Exley in Brooklyn, where we did a screening of a, we did like one episode of Twin Peaks, and then we would do like one, two burlesque acts. So wow. it wasn't a full show. It was more just like a night of Twin Peaks entertainment. Awesome. Um, so like the screening and live performance. That's so cool. that was actually a great format. But to do a full show every week would be pretty tough. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a lot of work. This theme. Yeah, it is a lot of work. But so now I'm doing it more, I would say on a quarterly basis, but I, I really want to focus on doing the maybe four or five shows in New York City a year and then trying to tour some more. I really want to like, you know, bring this around wherever people want to see us. So really we, yeah, we did a little tour last fall. We went to uh, Philly, Pittsburgh, D.C. And I would love to go up to like New England. I would love to go to the West Coast. I'd love to go down to like New Orleans or wherever people would have us. I'd be thrilled to travel to. Wow. That's that'd be, cool. That'd be awesome. Northampton in our area, Massachusetts. That'd be yeah, a perfect we're, we're, place. We're kind of close to Western Mass. Yeah. 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 Northampton yeah. would be perfect. That's a perfect place for something like that. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, I would love to go out there. I spent some time there years ago, back in my college days. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the show is actually filmed with one camera. Like, you know, you have you have the comedies, sitcoms mm. that do three camera shoots. And yeah. yeah. Most of this was you had one camera, you set it up, you did a master shot, which was a wide shot. Then you, you did it again and you did a close up of the person. And that's how it did. For this scene with this whole strobe light, so you had we had a bu- they had a bunch of cameras running all at once because there was so much commotion. Uh, so yeah. I thought that was kind yeah. of fascinating to have like just just set the cameras up, hit roll, and everybody do something. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting. <laughs> An and explosion. I love I love how this whole scene is shot. It's it's yeah. so chaotic, but and I, even watching it, uh, I watched it uh, the other day just as a reminder, and it 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 spooks me. Just the music, the light, everything. Even oh yeah, Corny Dean. A oh, sandbag gets hit in the head. Yeah, in this shot, that shot of going into the like the smoke. Love it. Um, Annie is taken away by. by yeah. It's such a beautiful and eerie shot. And you know this, she's lost. She's looking for Cooper, right. and they can't yeah. find each other. It's kind of sad. Cooper does. So yeah, Cooper sees uh, Wyndham Earl, and he sees him through all the flashing and. Or the log after. lady. Yeah, oh, the log. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's some kind of some kind of device he's explosion. got. Explosion. Yeah. Yeah. He, he waits for Cooper to go right there and just blows it up in his face there. Yeah. So what then, did he say to her? Wyndham I will help, I will help you. I will help you, he says. I will help you. Yeah. Oh, so he's just tricking her. Yeah. Right. He said, I'll help you. And then he... And then he uh, he's so creepy right. as a log lady, like right. making that face. Right. So he's captured her, yeah. Annie. Wyndham has got her. And it's so sad seeing Cooper out of sorts because e- even during like difficult moments, he usually keeps right. cool, but you can tell he's just kind of losing it. The lights have come up and, yeah. and there's Andy giving him a message. This is important. Finally, he gets to say it. The cave has finally figured it out. Mm. It's not a puzzle. We can't, we've already kind of spoiled I, it. I think I've spoiled it. You spoiled it. You've probably said it That was, was my theory. Oh, my yeah. theory was it was a map ah. yeah. of the town. I mean, you can see the yeah. waterfall. There's enough there that you yeah. can see that it definitely has landmarks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was and just going, going by off of what we saw in that episode, and I was like, it's a map. And you're like, I'm not going to tell you. I didn't try to tell you, but I think at once in a while I would say it too. But yeah, yeah. you were right. Yeah. It, it makes sense. No, it's cool. Um, This actually was like definitely one of my favorite episodes of the season. Like it was a lot of fun. And it had that, that you know, like last couple of episodes have brought it back to that old Twin Peaks feel. And there's, a, there's a sense of urgency now. Yeah. Like, it's like something is happening. I mean, Wyndham Earl is finally coming out of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's also sad to know there's only one episode left. Yes. Yeah. 
hey, but guess what? There's more next year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're lucky. You don't have to wait 25 years yeah, I know. for it. You, you have like a year And to then wait. there's, yeah, and then the there, you've got Fire Walk with me too. Yeah, you've got the yes, movie. Yes, we got to do Fire Walk um, with me next. Can I just tell you, going back to many episodes ago, yes. that cliffhanger um, at the end of season one, I watched that, I know, believe it or not, can't believe that I was even old enough to watch this, but I was too young to be watching this. But I remember that cliffhanger of having to wait all summer yeah. to find out what happened to Cooper. Right. Having to wait in real time before the days of Netflix. Yeah, right. <laughs> the internet. It. it was yeah. It was hard to wait. So yeah, but it, really it just was. you know <laughs> I agree. built up the excitement too. Yeah. I think yeah, a lot of people or just getting to the show like myself, it is you watch it all at once and you don't have that cliffhangerness. But that would I think what it drove me crazy is when it went on a hiatus and you weren't sure if it was going to come back. Because I remember yeah. getting into shows as a teenager and then you, you really like it and then all of a sudden it just disappears. You're like, what happened? <laughs> and I mean, with Twin Peaks, there was no internet really to go on to go, is it coming back? So you just had to wait every week. Yep. Be like, is it back? Mm-hmm. No. Is yeah. it back? No. You know, <laughs> right. you basically, that's how you yeah. had to plan your week. Look at the yeah. TV guide. And if it wasn't listed, you were just like, ah, oh, it stinks. All right. And this show, in the, in the second season, was so frustrating where you had the Gulf War, the first Gulf yeah. War. And that was putting up mm. the show on hiatus. And then and then they got went on hiatus because of the, the ratings. And so you, you know, I think I shared with you, I missed one episode. I missed the one with uh, Josie dying. Uh. That, but because I can, I never knew when the show was on anymore. Yeah. It was like, you know, it wasn't mystery. on last week. And is it going to be on this week? And- the show itself became Lynchian. It became a mystery. It was right. abstract about when they <laughs> would play it. <laughs> You had to guess what was happening. Right. I, 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 this was a lot of fun. This is the first time we've done this. I think it worked out well. Yes. I, I thanks for all your insight, Francine. And and uh, when do you think will you be doing it? You think again in January, uh, the Miss Twin Peaks pageant event? Absolutely. Awesome. I wouldn't miss it. I mean, I I don't have an exact date for you, but yeah. I'm very much hoping sometime in the beginning of 2017. Hopefully at Joe's Pub if they have us back, which I hope they will. Um. Yeah. We'll That'd we'll keep awesome. doing it as long as people keep coming. So. Well, we'll have you back on to let us know when the date is yeah and maybe we'll even know when the new series comes back maybe they'll have a date for us i keep thinking maybe february 2017 they'll they'll bring the new show i'm but. hoping I, I hope so i'm really excited to find the date it's the moment i find out the uh exact air times of it i will clear my calendar <laughs> <laughs> so I can watch it in real time really i know we get to watch it real time yeah and get to experience we gotta wait every week right and it might be split into two seasons yep there's talk about that i don't know we i don't think mm. we know we've talked about this on the air, Brian, but they're also talk about releasing it in the theaters. They it, haven't been clear what they're going to do. It could be like the season premiere in yes, the theater. Yeah, right. That'd be kind of cool to actually go to a theater and see new Twin they, Peaks. They do that now yeah. with Game of Thrones. Do they? Um, the season oh, premiere, really? yeah, select cities, they put the season premiere in the theater and you can go watch the first episode of the season in a theater. Huh. Just like Doctor Who did their movie right. in the we, theater. We've done that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I feel like it could be something like that where they put the the first episode the first two episodes right. maybe you can go to the theater and watch them i don't know if it would be financially good to do every episode in no theater. no i think they're just talking about doing like, yeah but do two, like a special uh, yeah. yeah and i that would be a lot of fun but you'd have to find a special theater yeah. that's doing it in your area yeah because they yeah like, that's true yeah like um ben and myself were huge lost fans in the final season mm. they did a special in the movie theater that's right the q a and me yeah. and Ben, we went to it it, and was, it was live too it was Live. live satellite where we sat down before and, the final episode yeah, yeah. yeah it was a lot That'd of fun. fun yeah 
I think certain theaters do that, those specials now, you know, where right. you can go mm-hmm. see the opera in some select theaters and stuff like that. So yeah. it's kind of cool. So, Francine, do you want to share with everybody how they, they yeah. can reach you, how they can get uh, go to the pink room? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you can check out my website, FrancineBurlesque.com, and there's a whole segment on the pink room there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's that's the best way, honestly, for me personally, because then I can interact with people. If they have questions, you can tweet at me. I'm at Francine D. So that's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-D. Or you can follow uh, Pink Room Burly Q is also on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook. The Pink Room's on Facebook and Instagram and all that fun stuff too. So yeah, cool. Yeah, the this pink. Fun. It's the Pink Room. David Lynch Burlesque. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Francine. And <laughs> um, you can find us Twin Peaks Unwrapped. We're on Twitter, Twin Peaks Unwrapped on Facebook. And please keep those emails coming in. Um, we got an email from somebody this past couple weeks ago about something we were we did in the show, which was awesome. Um, yeah, we God, love the feedback. I, I wish awesome. next week I'll maybe have some feedback. We always say that. No, we don't have time for next week. I know, week. I, we know I know. Things going on. But you can write us yeah. at Twin, uh, uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped at gmail.com. And Ben, what are we going to leave off with today's show? So we'll just have a clip. Um, I think it's from season two DVDs. And it has uh, Sherilyn Fenn talking about how she did not want to do the Miss Twin Peaks pageant. So oh, it's a little, awesome. it's a little audio clip of that just to share that she wasn't comfortable doing it. Cool. And uh, thank you, Francine. And we'll see you guys next week. Basically what happened in the Miss Twin Peaks contest was that um, – Sherilyn didn't want to be in the Mr. and Meeks contest. And um, I, I just, I had this aversion to all of them strutting around. I was like, come on, you know? And um, I probably was being difficult, um, but that's okay, because David didn't mind. <laughs> so he decided that I would have to be there and give a speech anyway, because I was gonna be there no matter what. <laughs> But like that I was in it, but I didn't do it all the way. Like I didn't run around in a leotard, basically. You must fight to save it or lose it forever.